I'm Yamilka Rodriguez, and this is the Brand Therapist Podcast, where we come together and deep dive into the psychology of branding. We live in a new era that asks us to step up and show our individuality, learn what makes us unique and different in this world. Let's open the door to possibilities so you can win in business, life, and relationships, because everything starts with you. Hello, and welcome to the Brand Therapist Podcast. I'm so excited to have our guest, Elizabeth, here with us today. Without further ado, I'm going to read Elizabeth's bio. As the daughter of two entrepreneurs, Elizabeth saw firsthand the ups and downs of a small business ownership. That is so true. I can tell you that. From a young age, she knew it was a life for her, and sometimes we just know, right? As the owner-partner of Hyatt Digital Dayton, she combines her five years of boutique ownership and her passion for all things marketing to help businesses grow their audience and revenue, spending time with her two boys and husband, reading, traveling, and Netflix binges. Me too, I'm a Netflix binger. Well, now I'm a Hulu and HBO and all kinds of binges. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about what you do today and how you went from being like a boutique ownership owner to then going into digital marketing. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks so much for having me. So today with Height Digital Dayton, we're a full-service marketing agency. So we work with small businesses on growing their audiences and their revenue through Facebook ads, SEO, Google ads, email marketing, and then brand services as well. So we're able to work with anyone, but as they say, you know, the riches are in the niches. And I think there's a lot to that, right? Like the riches are in the niches in the sense that when I, you know, have that strong focus on an ideal customer, obviously my customer base is going to grow. But I think it makes me as, you know, a marketing agency, we can see that kind of full picture for our clients. And I hope that the riches then really kind of trickle down to them because we know they're who they are and, and the problems that they have. And we're able to really help solve those problems for them. So kind of the evolution from boutique owner to agency I ended up, um, I had my boutique. I had a women's clothing boutique. It was actually in a step van. So it was a mobile boutique and we would go to people and we had an e-commerce presence as well. And I loved it. It was such a fun adventure. We literally took a food truck sized vehicle and turned it into a boutique with hardwood floors and at two dressing rooms and it grew really quickly and it was so much fun. But in retail, obviously, there's a little bit of burnout that happens. And as I was kind of struggling a little bit and looking for ways to kind of diversify what I was doing, I had somebody say, why don't you coach? And I thought, I would love that. I love helping people. I would love to be a cheerleader for other boutique owners. So you sure love helping people. We'll talk about that in just a second. <laughs> there's a lot to unpack there, I think. <laughs> so, you know, I, so I started coaching and I would meet with clients and I would say, hey, Let's talk through, you know, what's going on and then create kind of a to-do list based on the problems they were facing. And I would say, let's meet next week. Here's your to-do list. They would come back and nothing on the to-do list was done or they never came back. And I think the problem was they didn't have the time. 
they didn't have the bandwidth and they didn't have even the background to do some of these things. And so I started thinking, here's another problem to solve. How do we solve this? And I started really investing in my education in marketing. And I had a background in marketing, more like consultative sales, but I started taking courses in e-commerce marketing. I got really into messenger marketing. And what I realized was, you know, they needed a service provider. They needed someone to take this off their plate. And so I started offering messenger marketing. We built a Shopify loyalty program and that kind of evolved into Facebook ads and SEO and PPC. And even that journey was, you know, it was, it was a roller coaster and, you know, there were lots of, of hard things and good things, but I'm you know, excited to be where I am. And I see, you know, those lessons learned along the way. Oh, wow. So tell me, this wouldn't be a brand therapist call if we didn't talk about your childhood. So tell me how our story around your childhood that took you to where you are today. Absolutely. So I always joke that my entrepreneurial journey started when I was born. My parents were really young. I was the second. My sister was only 15 months older. And my parents, like I said, were super young. My mom had been working at a factory and got laid off. So she was home with my sister and I for a little bit. And the factory called back and they're like, hey, we have your job available again. And she said, "Um, no, thank you. I don't, that's not the life for me. And she ended up starting a cleaning company that has grown into a multi-million dollar commercial cleaning company that is still part of our family today. It's a huge part of our family. And so I got to grow up seeing that, going to work with my mom and, you know, seeing the literal blood, sweat, and tears that goes into starting a cleaning company. So when I was 13, my dad had been a sales manager for a long time. His employer was kind of doing some things he didn't feel comfortable with. And so he went out on his own when I was in middle school. And so it was interesting because I was born into entrepreneurship and I just knew it. And then when my dad made the change, you know, in middle school, I got that first, that, you know, very first real look at that transition. So it was a huge part of the way that I grew up and that exposure. Wow. That's really interesting. And I have another friend who also has entrepreneurship parents and she always looked at them as I want to be like them. You know, I want to grow up and have my own business and do my own things. And she does, she does right now. And she's very successful. I think it's kind of hereditary, if you want to say that. So I love to hear people's stories and see where your love for something came out of. So now we did the quiz at bespokebranding.io, and you are a caregiver. And I can see it, you know, the way that you wrote your bio and all these things. So the caregiver sees the need in the world and is attracted to experiences that make them feel needed and appreciated. So we and Bespoke Branding, we talk about tailored branding experiences and also look at archetypes to really define the personal brand. But I want to ask you, I want you to tell me what these five words mean to you and how you define these words. So if I say helpful, what does helpful mean to you? To me, helpful is looking for a need and filling it, being really intentional about not just looking to do something, but kind of a tailored approach to filling a need. Love it. You guys actually are the best service-oriented archetypes in the entire spectrum. So I just have to say that. So whoever works with you gets the full service. So let me ask you, what's responsible to you? 
responsible. I think responsible to me, it's interesting. Now as a mom, I look at responsible in a few different ways, but I think responsible to me is just having a role and knowing kind of what is expected of you and, and doing that. Okay. What about empathetic? I love empathetic. Empathetic is really, to me, putting yourself in somebody else's role and just not looking at it from my perspective and my experiences, but really looking at from as much as we can, putting ourselves in that person's place. Yes. And I'm sure you're amazing at that. What about nurturing? Nurturing to me is, again, kind of looking at that need and filling it and being, again, very intentional, not about blanket service, but very intentional service that makes that kind of fills the need for that person and helps them grow or feel safe, really. So what about the last one? Supportive. Supportive to me, again, kind of goes back to that having someone's back in a way that is catered to their needs. And I think to me, sometimes that can be a little bit overwhelming, even a little context. I My best friend lost her father at Thanksgiving and it was terrible. And to me, I wanted to be able to, you know, support her in that exact way that she needed. And even when we know someone really well, they don't know how they're going to handle something so, so tragic. And so to me, supportive is trying to be very like responsive to someone and dropping off their favorite food, but maybe leaving it on the porch because they don't want to see your, you know, they they just can't see anybody right now. So. Wow. Yeah. That's really about feeling that sensitivity to others. And like you said before, like putting yourself in their place and, and also not looking at it from your perspective, but looking at it from their perspective and kind of what they need, which I love that. So now that we know that, how would you describe your personal brand? For my personal brand, you know, I want to come across and I want that brand to be aesthetically, I like, feminine and girly. I'm a hot pink girl, especially because we work with a lot of boutiques, but across the board, you know, I do want us to be known as caring and, and really, again, looking at ways that we can support across the board, really holistic support. And you know, that's tricky. And I'm sure you see this a lot where you can't be everything to your clients, but we want to be the relationship. And I think too, to a certain extent, Because my mission has always been to encourage and empower boutique owners to provide their families with the income they need and the time they deserve. And so I think for us, again, going back to that holistic approach of we don't want to just help you make money because I've been in times where I've made a lot of money, but I wanted to crawl under my desk and crawl into a fetal position because it was so busy and active. So really looking again holistically, how do we help you grow in a way that reminds you every day that you love what you do and you're so excited to be there or not every day because that's impossible, but as often as possible is really, you know, helping businesses just grow in a way that serves their life well. So I think that's a big part of our brand is just that holistic approach of, of growth and not just how can we, you know, get you 50 times return on ad spend. We want you to do that if that's what you want to do, but we also want to be really intentional with that. No, I love how you said that. You know, that makes total sense. It's not just about making money. This is how I tell my clients. Your brand has an ecosystem and you have to attach, understand that ecosystem and how each of the pieces of that ecosystem come together as one. 
right? And so I feel like it's how you're looking at it as well is more from a holistic standpoint, making sure that not just the money is there, but that everything around that is connected and you're happy and the business is thriving and you're excited about being there and everything is coming together and not just about the money. So to that point, what's your greatest fear? I mean, I think that rejection is a huge, you know, besides my greatest fear, obviously my family and safety, you know, is at the top of the list. But in reference to business, it's definitely public rejection is a huge fear. And I think it's actually something that is still there. But as we have grown, I have realized it's a part of it. And it's funny because my son last night, is he's 13, and I don't know where this came from, but we were driving home from his friend's house. And he said, if you could tell your younger self something, what would it be? And I was like, well, that is a loaded question. <laughs> he said, it could be as don't do one silly thing that you had done in the past that had consequences, or it could be something big. And I said to him, I would tell myself, don't hang on to those rejections as long as you did. You know, try to dust yourself off and move past it as quickly as possible. But it's hard. It's easier said than done. That's huge. Sometimes we will get those. You know, those are things that will come because we're trying to be ourselves. We're trying to be who we are. We're trying to be our personality, our brand, because that's the only way that you attract the right individuals into your life. And when you do that, you are going to be rejected by people who don't connect with that, right? And so knowing that if we just put our true selves out there, that the right people will come and the ones who don't come or reject us is because it's meant to be in that way. We thank our sponsor, BespokeBranding.io. Tailored branding to reach your ideal client. Gain a deeper level of understanding to empower your brand and purpose and rule the market. We know what it's like to journey from a place of feeling overwhelmed and undervalued to being powerful, understood, and authentic. Your brand identity allows you to live your purpose. The Brand Therapist has 20 years of branding and design experience, has transformed billion-dollar brands, and has eight plus years of guiding women entrepreneurs to realize their potential. I invite you to take the brand quiz and you can find it at www.bespokebranding.io. Can you give me an example of somebody who's guided you or mentored you in some way that you've gotten a huge benefit from? Before I started my boutique, I had spent years in event sales and event planning. And the last few, I was at a catering company. And the owner became a very dear friend and mentor and has still played a role in my life and my business decisions. She's just someone that I've really looked up to. And I would say one of the most impactful things that she said to me was actually right before I left to start the boutique, I'd been working for her. And she said, before you start this, I want you to think about what does success look like for you? And she said, I don't want you to think about a number, but what does it really look like? Does it look like the flexibility to go on field trips with your boys? Does it look like, again, flexibility in your day to have time with girlfriends, but still you know, that ability to provide for your family? And that was so impactful to me. And I tell that to people all the time because so often we define success as 
a number or a dollar sign. And that's part of it, right? We want to work hard and, you know, we want to reap the benefits, but that just impacted me. And even now when I make big decisions, I call her and I tell her that I owe her a lot of money for her business consulting because she, you know, <laughs> is a voice of reason to me and she knows me and she knows my heart. And so I think she is able to just provide that feedback. And, you know, they say you're the sum of the five people that you're around. And I try to be really intentional. And she's, you know, one of those people I look at and I think not only do I want her in my corner, but I want her to be that influence. And I've just valued it a lot. And, and I think too, I want to be that, you know, for someone else too. I love that. You know, I, I was having lunch with a mentee of mine yesterday. You know, it was funny because uh, nowadays you don't want to call it mentor or, or you don't want to call it something that sounds strange to people. But I think just that relationship and that she knows that she can call me and we can talk about whatever she needs to talk about. I can bring new concepts to her that she's probably not familiar with. She was so excited about the opportunity and I was like, you know, I need to do more of this and I need to find my own as well because I think it's needed, especially for us women. Um, when we see somebody, especially a woman that kind of reflects how we want to be or what we want to be, it's really great to just bounce ideas off them and find your grounding with them. And when you're having a difficult time, see what they have to say just to kind of calm your ease you down. And just, you know, if you have a business questions that they can help you with too. So I think mentors and guides are just essential for us to kind of grow and and get to our best self. So let me ask you this. Tell me three lessons learned in your life or in business, however you want to define that. Sure. So I would say the first is in business, go into it with an abundance mindset and kind of look for the best. The reality is when I had my boutique, it was... (laughs) my poor husband. So I had this boutique and it was, you know, mobile boutique. So it was this new concept. And maybe my second or third summer, there were like five mobile boutiques that popped up in the Dayton, Ohio area. And I was like, oh no, we're going out of business. This is it. And I realized I actually had a coach at the time and she was like, don't stalk their Instagram. Like stop doing the things that you're doing. Don't drive up and down main street to see like if there's new competition coming in. She said, focus on you and the way that you've grown this business so far, and you'll see success. And I'm not kidding you, we grew like 60% that year focusing on that. And having that abundance mindset, like they're not my competition, like let's do events together. So that was huge for me. I think another thing is, you know, success is a journey and it's not a destination. I wanted to be like, I reached the mountaintop and I'm gonna stay here. And I realized that doesn't happen. You know, it's this, you're not climbing to the top of Mount Everest. You are climbing the Himalayas and you're going up and down. And just because you made it to the top and you got back down doesn't mean that there's not going to be another high point. And there's not going to be another high point that's even better than the last one. And that's been a, a tough lesson for me. I would say another one is just to be really content where you are. I think that's more holistically with life. My husband and I got married very young. We'd started dating when I was 14 and got married when I was 20. And I was in undergrad and he was in grad school and we were so poor. And I was like, 
I just can't wait until we make money and we have a house. And I didn't take the time to appreciate that we had a $435 rent. We had no gas payment and like $15 in DPNL because our apartment was so small. And instead of really like soaking that time in and when my boys were little, I'm like, this is so hard. But, you know, now with a 13-year-old and a 16-year-old, I wish that I would have savored it a little bit more. And it's hard to in the moment, but I do think I try to be very intentional about that now. Well, thank you so much for being on the Brand Therapist Podcast. We're so excited for you and your business to just keep growing. It looks like you're an amazing, amazing individual and so service-oriented towards your clients. So we're excited to see what comes up in the next 10 years from now and, and where you're at. So thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for listening to The Brand Therapist. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. If you would like to connect on social, you can find me at Yamoka Rodriguez Branding or BespokeBranding.io. And if you would like to do the brand character quiz, go to BespokeBranding.io and click on Brand Quiz. Or you can email me at yamilka at yamilka.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode.